Hello and welcome to the Up North Halo podcast. I am the host, Nicholas Egdorf, and after a very upsetting day on opening day, wasting an Otani start, the blowpen showing up again, the Angels looked as if they were in midseason form, the bats went cold. Well, they really came back with a vengeance on Saturday and Sunday. And I'm recording this right after the game on Sunday. But the Angels came back and scored a ton of runs. They scored 13 on Saturday and they scored six today. So came back and scored some runs. Good for them. But something that people are not going to be talking about as much is how good the pitching was. They only allowed one run on Thursday, one run on Saturday, and they got the shutout today. Two runs in three games. Granted, you're pitching against, you know, a team that's going to be bottom three in the league, but you got to do that against those teams. That's when you go out and dominate, and they did. The first game, I, I guess we might as well recap it. There's not a ton of information that came out from this other than Otani is God. And he went six innings, allowing only two hits, three three walks, and 10 Ks, and no runs allowed. Fantastic start. Good job. No problems with that whatsoever. And that was pretty solid. He had one inning and where he had runners on second and third, and he had to get a strikeout. He did get it. And then he still had Ramon Laureano, who is infamous angel killer, but... He ended up getting him with a 101 fastball to end the inning and preserve the one nothing lead. Just reared back and let it fly to get out of the inning. He was hype. And that was a great moment. Loved that. And then pretty shortly afterwards, oh boy, <laughs> Aaron Loop. Yeah. What can you say? Well, I was a single the other way. And then a double takes away the potential win. He inevitably gets pulled. And Ryan Tapera allows another run. And that is how the game would end. They lost 2-1. to one. Really unfortunate way to lose that game. Coming down to the bullpen. But Jimmy Herget, who came in to relieve Otani, he looked really good in his one inning. And, you know, there are other positives, like... Gio Urshela getting a pair of hits, and he scored on the Logan O'Hoppy RBI. He scored the first run of the game. The Angels had the lead for most of the game. Unfortunately, they blew it. But O'Hoppy looked really good today. He got the RBI. And Hunter Renfro, what can you say about this guy? Behind the back, no look, catch. Phenomenal stuff. Just made it look effortless, too. If you told me that was Mike Trout making that play on camera, I if I couldn't see the back of his jersey, I would have told you, yeah, that sounds about right. But that's neither here nor there. He still made a phenomenal play. He had a good series for the most part as well. And after the game, this is where everything got spicy. And Anthony Rendon started, you know, walking back from the dugout to the tunnel and is getting chirped at by a fan who ends up calling him a bitch and Anthony Rendon don't take no shit. So he climbs the fence a little bit and he's pulling on the fan's shirt and kind of, Oh, you want to call me a bitch? And he's, you know, talking back like, you know, he will is a normal reaction to, you know, someone who's calling you out. You kind of want to 
nip that in the bud and walk away as most people would. But Anthony Rendon gained a little bit of my respect for not letting this slide and taking it personally. He did take a swing at the fan, which I totally understand the reasoning. I just don't think that someone who's in the same kind of image or is on the spotlight as he is can get away with something like that nowadays. I fully respect that and I stand with Rendon 100%. But you can't do that in today's day and age without getting any sort of repercussions. I'd imagine at the very least a fine is coming. Possibly a suspension. I don't think the MLB is going to be that harsh. He didn't actually end up hitting him. So a suspension would be very dramatic for something of this caliber. I would still be shocked if he doesn't get fined, though. I I think something like that's going to be coming. But I 100% stand with Rendon on this. And he has every right to be, you know, defensive if someone's, you know, talking shit to him. I I think that is 100% within his right because a lot of times nowadays fans think that they're invincible because, oh, they're not going to do this. They're X, Y, Z. Well... You go man-to-man, you eventually sometimes get shut up with a fist. So that sometimes happens. That's just real life. So don't count your chickens before they hatch out of their eggs. So, you know, count your blessings, I guess, that he didn't hit you because we've seen that cast slap, that left hook. It's pretty deadly. But moving on to Saturday's game where the offense just came alive and it didn't look that way early. Shintaro Fujinami, who... In the game against the Angels in the spring, looked really, really good. And for the first two innings, he looked really, really good again. And then the third inning happened, and oh boy, was this a brutal sight if you were an A's fan. 11 runs scored. Massive inning. Ohapi opened the scoring for the second straight game, and he had an absolute missile of a rocket down the line. Got an RBI on that double, and we will talk more about him when we get to Sunday's game because he had a big game again. And Taylor Ward, who hit the first home run of the Angels' season, and he was the star of the show on Saturday. He went three for five with two runs, four RBIs, and he had his two-run home run, as we mentioned earlier. And Jake Lamb and Gio Urshela also got in on the party, hitting some RBI singles as a part of that third inning, and... Yeah, that was pretty pretty solid. We didn't touch on everything, but you know, that that sums up the inning pretty good. <laughs> they just flat out just hit hit them around the yard. And Fujinami ended up leaving the game with two innings pitched, two and a third innings pitched, five hits, eight earned runs, three walks, and four Ks. But the good thing about this game is the Angels didn't even let this game get close. Because on the mound you had Patrick Sandoval, who went Five innings, allowing two hits, one earned run, a solo home run to Ramon Laureano in garbage time, and two walks and two strikeouts. The strikeouts were a little bit low. That's a little bit concerning, but considering he went five innings and only allowed two hits, you can't really complain. Just kind of nitpicking at stuff. You want to see more strikeouts out of a guy like that. But fantastic start for him. Absolutely keeps it rolling. And Tucker Davidson, who relieved him in the sixth inning, Closes out the game as well. He goes from the 6th through the ninth and allows 3 hits, 0 earned runs, 1 walk, and 3 strikeouts. Fantastic. You know, 
only two pitchers were used. So that's always good when you can give the bullpen a rest day. You love to see stuff like that. And Tucker, who is the swingman and the sixth starter, getting him innings here is just as good as giving him a start. It's just as valuable to have him close out a game from the middle innings to the end as it is for him to start a game after Jose Suarez pitches or whatever because in the next series, Jose Suarez is going to pitch and then it's going to go straight back to Otani. We'll touch on that at the end. But Tucker Davidson had a good outing. Love to see that. And this is where they introduced the uh, new home run celebration. And instead of the cowboy hat, it was a Golden State Warriors straw hat of all things, which is kind of strange, but it is only temporary because according to the broadcast, they kind of broke this news that they do have a new celebration coming soon. I'd imagine it gets unveiled at the home opener, but it's not a hat, it's not a jacket, and it's not a chain. So let the speculation begin to what that is, because I've got nothing really right now. I'm thinking right now of stuff that it could be and I'm drawing a blank right now but this was just a fun little tidbit that I wanted to throw in here and this is today's game which I think was the best game of the series the Angels ended up winning 6-0 they had 11 hits as a team and they just kept it rolling from yesterday kept that momentum going they won the series great stuff love to see that they went up against Ken Waldachuk, who is probably one of those guys that if he was on any other team, he would be dominating as a top prospect in AAA, knocking on the door, potentially getting a spot start here or there late in the season. But since he pitches for the A's, he's going to be heavy, heavily relied upon this year. I'm not saying he's a bad pitcher. He was a, He's a good pitcher. He just had a really bad day today. He ended up leaving the game with a stat line. Five and two-thirds innings pitched, nine hits, six earned runs, a walk, four Ks, and three home runs allowed. And we will talk about that in a minute. He got chased after my boy, David Fletcher. I'm wearing the Fletcher jersey, City Connect, right now. So, gotta show some love to Fletch, who hit in the most Fletch fashion. Hits a bloop single that hits the chalk of the right field line. After some, you know, talking, was it fair or was it foul, it eventually gets overturned and it is fair. So that's when he gets pulled. And that was the most Fletcher hit ever. <laughs> Barely getting away from the right fielder's arm. The first baseman and second baseman are nowhere near it. And you get on base. The mo- most typical Fletch hit ever. But... After that, there wasn't too, too much offense because all of it was done when Waldeschuk was still in the game. And this is where we get to talk about Mr. Logan O'Hoppy. And he is going to be getting a lot of attention over the next couple of days because of this series. He opened the scoring again for a third straight game. He did it. He scored the hit in the only run of the first game. He hit in the first run of the second game. And he... Hits his first home run today. It's a three-run jack. Little bit of a liner. It kind of was a wall scraper, but it still went out, so it still counts. Three runs on the board for Mr. Logan O'Hoppy. Having a fantastic start to the season. And has really been impressing since the first pitch of spring training. He's 
really got me wondering if uh, if Max Stassi's LinkedIn is updated because if it isn't, he might want to get on that pretty quickly. Yeah, he might be out of a job by the time he comes back. <laughs> might even want to be rolling with Thice, so we'll see. But I do kind of think that we'll need Stassi's glove. I was about to say bat. We'll need his glove at some point to give Ohapi rest unless he wants to play 162 games, which I don't think is a smart decision. So we'll see a lot of Max Stassi coming up pretty quick, but Logan Ohapi is a star in the making. You can compare him to Buster Posey. You can compare him to JT Real Muto. He is going to be a mix of both of them, and he's going to be even better than both of them. Let's go, Logan Ohapi. Fantastic stuff, bud. I, I haven't brought up Mike Trout and much about Shohei Otani yet. I was saving it for this one. I was initially going to talk about them individually on the game aspects of what they did. They didn't really do too much. But to start off, Trout was pretty unlucky in the first game. He hit a line drive to center field, made a diving catch by, I can't remember what the center fielder's name. I think it was, it wasn't Diaz. It was some rookie, some AAA guy, I'm sure. But he made a diving catch. Nice play. But Trout just ripped it, hit it off the screws. And he's been finding gloves and he has not been able to find the seats or even some outfield grass for that matter. And today that changed. He hammers one deep to center field and it's gone. It's way gone. But fucking crushed this thing. And it was a no doubter. Love to see that. It was a two run shot as well. And then on the, and that was his first home run of the season. But on the very next pitch, not to be undone, <laughs> Shohei Otani. Also hammers one to right center field. Just crushes this thing. Also a no-doubter. You know, whatever you can do, I can do better. You're not going to outdo me, Mr. Trout. (laughs) So, Otani just crushes this thing. And that was just obviously a solo shot. Three-run inning. But that was all the runs that we would need. And the pitching was really good now. And they shut out the A's, which... Is going to happen a lot. I'm sorry to say this, A's fans, but you're going to get shut out quite a bit, I think. Your offense is pretty poor. <laughs> but not not to worry about Mr. Uh, Tyler Anderson, who made his first start of the season for the Angels. He went six scoreless innings with four hits allowed, two walks, and four Ks. And what I saw from him was a lot of what made him very successful with the Dodgers last year. He had a lot of change-ups that, with his new grip that he tried last year, it was more of a circle change, and the way it breaks is almost like a reverse slider, like almost like a reverse gyro slider, which is a lot tighter spin, and it's kind of jumping down. Like, it's almost going from, if you think of a clock, like three to like six. It's not like three to seven or eight, where it's more of a sweeper. Sorry, that's, sorry, he's left-handed, so it would be more nine to five or four. That would be a sweeper slider if he were to throw one, but his is more like nine to six, I guess is a better way of putting that. So that's what a gyro slider would be if he threw one. But his changeup breaks like a reverse slider is what I'm trying to say. I'm kind of bambling on, but it looked really good. And he also got quite a lot of weak contact, which is a huge part of his game. And he did that to perfection. Even on the hits that were allowed, they were not 
hard hit at all. Looking really good for Anderson. Hope he keeps that up. And six scoreless, you cannot complain at all. And Andrew Wance came in in the seventh inning. He had two innings pitched, no walks or hits. And 2Ks did his job. Good stuff for him. And Carlos Estevez came in to close out the game. He had he had a bit of an interesting outing. He allowed a walk early and then a hit. But he did have three Ks. And he probably should have only had two. Because on the last... One of the last at-bats, Ohapi gets a pop-up. It goes towards the back screen. He loses He loses it in the lighting or something like that. He just does not judge it well. And then it drops behind him. So he went all the way to the screen. It lands just barely on the dirt before it goes back to grass. And then while he's walking, he kind of stumbles. And he's like, uh, what is this? And he's ended up standing on the on on deck circle, which is kind of interesting. But the next pitch was hit the other way to right field for a hit. So if Ohapi catches that ball, that hit doesn't happen. He leaves the leaves with two strikeouts and a walk in the inning, and there's no damage. So there was no RBI, but that hit was hit hard and almost scored a run. So, you know, if Hunter Renfro doesn't have an absolute hose, that run might score. So that takes away from the shutout, but Estevez ends up leaving the game, closing it down, and no damage is done, so no problems there. And also, I did want to mention something about Luis Ranjifo. I forgot to mention him in this last segment about the hitters today. He has not hit the ball very well, but he got hit by a pitch today. He's taking walks. He's getting on base. But the important thing is he's getting batted in. He's getting runs scored a lot so far. And that is exactly what his role should be. He is the does-he-get-on-base guy. And if he does, yes, you hit him in with the Taylor Wards, the Mike Trouts, the Shohei Otanis, the Anthony Rendons, the Hunter Renfros, those guys. And he is doing that job quite well. And I just wanted to say shout-out to Renjifo. He's doing some good stuff. Now we might as well look ahead to the Mariners series that starts on Monday at 6.40 Pacific time. And this is going to be a tough series. I mean, we are going to Trout's house, or as most people know it, Seattle. Well, it's going to be a rough series, I think. I think they only win one game. I think they do win the third game of the series. But Detmers gets to go up against George Kirby. That's a really tough matchup. Two guys who have bright futures in this league. And it's going to be a fun game, I think. This game is going to really come up to who scores early. I think that's going to be a huge determining factor. If we can chase Kirby early, I think that bullpen does have some holes. You can get to it. If you can do that and set yourself up for the rest of the series, you do have a chance to take two as well. If you win game one, that is a huge, huge thing because game two is pretty brutal. It's Jose Suarez versus Luis Castillo who has looked as good as ever. He's been very solid. And I think this is a game that we lose. I think we probably lose the first two games if I'm making predictions. But I think Detmers obviously has the potential to go out and just steal a game. He has that kind of ace stuff. So I'm not going to say that we're going to lose the game, but I am going to predict it. I could very easily be wrong about that one though. 
But yeah, that's going to be a tough game to see Castillo versus Suarez. I think the Angels do lose that one though. But this is where we get saved, like always. Shohei Otani versus Chris Flexen. At this game is on at 110, so keep an eye out for that one. It will kind of sneak up on you. The other two games are at 6:40. This is a midday game. Unfortunately, I'll be at work for the first part of it. I might be able to watch from the fourth or fifth inning on, depending on when that happens. But yeah, the first part of this game is going to be early, so you know, make sure you guys tune in early. But this is going to probably be the game that they win. I think Chris Flexen is one of those guys that typically does pitch well against the Angels. I think they do hit him this time, just because I think Otani's on the mound and Trout hit his home run. He's kind of getting ready to tear up Seattle. And the Angels' bats are going to come alive in this game. I think they're going to be uh, fighting for a little bit of pride during this game. But tough series ahead. I would be okay with them losing this series. Go back to the big A, 500, and then take out the Blue Jays. And after that, they have the Nationals come into town. So two series, and then they go on the road to Boston. And this is going to be a good series. It's going to be close. But I do think this one comes down to the bats. The bats are going to be the biggest part of this series. There's good pitching all around on both sides of the both sides of the coin. You got Detmers versus Kirby. You got Suarez versus Castillo. Otani versus Flexen. The only game that's kind of a mismatch is really the uh, Castillo-Suarez game. But who knows? Suarez could go out and do what he does quite well. And that's just throw <laughs> throw heat. But I don't know if... I don't know if he's got it today. I I don't know why. I just have that feeling in the back of my head. He does typically start out slow, and I think it's going to take him a little while to get adjusted, but this Mariners lineup isn't that great. So I think you could really see something happen here. This would be a huge momentum shift. and it, Actually, not even a momentum shift, a confidence builder to go back to the big A and say, hey, we beat two of our rivals in back-to-back series to start the year. We are a legit contender. Let us show you. <laughs> Come to town and we'll show you how we do. And this is going to be big for setting the dynamic of the future of this division. Because this division really is not in flux because you have the Astros at the top. But fighting for second and third This is a big year for three teams, for the Mariners, for the Rangers, for the Angels. It's very big because if one team, like say the Rangers, fizzle out like I think they will, that could kind of push back their clock of when they think they can contend. If the Mariners do that, they're also like, okay, yeah, we'll kind of chalk that up to a down year and we'll come back next year. But if the Angels fizzle out, there is a huge problem. You are going to lose Otani. A lot of the pitchers you re-signed are going to be gone. You have to call up a lot of your prospects. You have to do a lot of reorganizing and reshuffling to bring this team to contention somehow. But that is a long way in the future. We are just focused on winning this series against the Mariners right now. And the home opener, I wish I could be in California for that. Unfortunately, I live in Canada, so it's not fun to fly all the time, and I can't quite afford to do that right now. But that is all I've got for you today. 
I hope you enjoyed. And most importantly, go Halos.